What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey everyone, Kevin from Rare Drop here asking you to head over to our Patreon and check it out. It's patreon.com slash raredrop. Perfect place to engage with Rare Drop and enjoy the best community content we have to offer. Our six membership subscription levels offer exclusive content, behind-the-scenes moments, merch discounts, live Q&As, and so much more. Check us out at patreon.com slash raredrop, and myself and the entire team are excited to see you there. Welcome to episode 47 of Star Wars and Scotch. It's me and Tim again, but this week, we have a guest. Yes. Please welcome to Star Wars and Scotch, Sawyerism. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I found Sawyerism on TikTok because I have spent months, ever since my oldest daughter was like, Dad, get on TikTok. You'll enjoy it. I'm like, no, I'm not into twerking. And she was like, no, you can curate your algorithm. I was like, okay. And it started with sea shanties. Then it went to travel videos. And now I'm into Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars lore. So you popped through my feed one day. I was like, oh, all right. She's talking about legends. I like that. Okay. Hmm. Sith. Okay. So I followed and then enjoy the rest of the content. We got to the point where with GCX this year where we wanted to bring back the Star Wars panel. We did in 2019. So we grabbed Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained. I'm like, I need someone else. Who else? So we reached out to you and you said yes immediately. So thank you for that. Thanks for saying yes. Oh my gosh. It's the best opportunity. I, I was so excited. I was like, mom, guess what? Because I'm visiting my family right now. <laughs> I'm home from college. And she was like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> But. I love it. I love it. I love it. Before we get started, I just want to say that everyone should be drinking that hot, delicious King's Coast coffee. And today they announced the GCX roast for this year. Proceeds will go to St. Jude uh, on that one. Uh, and uh, is it Sunday, Tim? Yeah. What Sunday about Sunday? Noon? Sunday at noon Eastern when it comes out? Yes. Okay. It's when so the marathon so- starts. So June 13th at noon Eastern. Oh, I didn't even make that correlation. <laughs> My brain is fried. Um, Sunday, June 13th. <laughs> Kingscoastcoffee.com or kingscoast.coffee slash GCX 
if you just want to go straight to that GCX uh, homepage that has a mug and merch. Anyway, let's get to the fun stuff. Uh, so, Sawyer, um, we had a brief chat when we were game planning for what we want to do for GCX. You started talking about a bunch of stuff that Tim and I are on the same page with you, you know, um, especially High Republic. We're huge fans of the High Republic. We think the potential is limitless there to uh, just broaden everyone's horizons on uh the history of the Jedi and the Sith and, and all that. And uh, I don't know, it's just interesting and we love it. But I wanted to ask you, what? give us your, where does Star Wars begin for you? How does it start? Where does the interest uh, begin? And, and what does the journey look like to, to being an influencer? <laughs> oh gosh, uh, I don't think you could, uh, any version of myself before now would believe this life that I'm living now. I mean, I think I was, you know, Star Wars was always a presence in my life i assume i cannot remember the first film i saw I, it must have been a new hope but um you know my earliest star wars memory is breaking my arm right before my fifth birthday and so we couldn't do my pool party we threw together a last minute star wars party so i've always been interested um and then i kind of you know i don't think hyper fixations kind of start when you're in your adolescence. So it wasn't until Force Awakens came out that I really got back into it. Uh, and that, you know, has been my life since 2015. And I've explored every, you know, facet of the internet when it comes to Star Wars. But it really, influencer-wise, I, I gotta thank coronavirus. <laughs> uh, I think everyone and their mother joined TikTok because they heard that the algorithm was good. <laughs> um, and, or, you know, a, a great way to get nobody's a large following. And I had no interest in making Star Wars content because in high school and college, people are looking at you like, what? what are you talking about? Like, you're <laughs> yeah, so yep. weird. Um, yep. And uh, so that was not the goal, but I ended up, there was a sound circulating that was like, rank your, rank all 11 films. And I did. And I had some hot takes that were not well received. Uh, and it blew up. And a bunch of larger creators in that area, like were duetting, stitching, like saying, go support this girl. And then I had, a thousand followers overnight and i was like well crap the only people i ever know how to attract are star wars fans what do i do now <laughs> the choice was made for you uh and yeah then it went from there um and i had no idea that i would my content started with like the meme stuff teaching lightsaber tricks all that jazz and then i i met these folks who were big into lore and i was like hey I could try that. <laughs> and uh, that was the first time I ever read a Star Wars book. I had no idea that all that stuff was out there. And I was enamored immediately. The first book I read was Revan. Um, I had oh, not even played so KOTOR. I just wanted to read it because I, I think I was looking for a different book at, at Barnes & Noble, but that they didn't have it. I picked up Revan and I read it in like a day. And that was the first book I read for leisure in like four years. So... Yeah. And then that was right when the High Republic came out and my friends were like, you have to jump on this. And I did. Um, and I have no regrets. It's the best thing that's happened to me in the past eight years, I think. I had no Aww. idea people cared about my opinions on lore, but they do. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, that's that's where I got my 
uh, platform, I guess. That's so that's dope. a fun story. I love that. I love hearing all these like pandemic like success stories. I think that's fantastic. I feel like I'm the only influencer who quit during the pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like you helped like like do other stuff. So I know, but it's just funny. Like, oh, you start, I ended. Sorry, <laughs> that was twenty twenty for me. Um, I'm curious. You said hot takes on the sequel trilogy. Now, Tim and I, I would say it's definitely not our favorite movies, but there's definitely a point on this show where I get into it with our with our our uh, our lovely chat. That's what we call them because we're we were streamers. Um, our streamers about- still a streamer. Episode one and two being far worse than episodes seven, eight, and nine for me. Um, I think episode one, except for the last 10 minutes, is one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> Forget about it being Star Wars. But because of Star Wars, every time I watch through the, the series, I, I sit through both of them. It's no big deal. I'm curious. So, uh, you know, you said controversial takes on the sequel trilogy. What would be the one that you would say, this is the one that drove everyone crazy? Because I'm curious if we agree, disagree, or, you know, a lot of the times Tim and I might disagree with something, but we definitely love to leave it open to interpretation or, you know, not not be those Star Wars fans who are, you know, gatekeeping whatever jackasses you want to call them. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I would say that there's two. Um, my lowest ranking is Revenge of the Sith. And my highest ranking is The Rise of Skywalker. And this is my list of, like watchability like mm-hmm. i i do I, I i never talk about my love for the sequels without acknowledging that there are issues um and and same definitely with the prequels right um you know attack of the clones is my favorite prequel based on nostalgia purposes um but for me the most fun one to watch is rise of skywalker and people always look at me funny for saying that but the real reason is because i shortly after the force awakens came out I was like, Ray's related to Palpatine. I'm calling it. She's related to Palpatine. And <laughs> nobody thought that. And so I actually own the Instagram handle Ray Palpatine, and I have since 2016. Ooh, um, wow. So I, people have asked me to buy it before. Um, I was going to say, someone yeah. asked you have. Um, so that's like a huge reason why I like it, because watching it for the first time in the theater, it was like, I made up the story like it was hitting all these points that I was so sure about and that doesn't happen very often um and I just I don't know I think it deserves a little more credit I think it is fun to watch and so that I think was uh one of the kickers but Revenge of the Sith being the bottom of my list was I think the biggest outrage for people what Um, is it that you don't like about Revenge of the Sith it's just slow for me uh you know the first half is really slow and then uh, the second half picks up and I like it better, but I guess, you know, I, I have, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Anakin. Uh, mm-hmm. and so that, Dang. that's part of it. And, uh, Man, she gets along with us. Well, could I do the impression <laughs> for like her? her? Oh boy. What? I believe the Jedi are evil. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he sounds like to me. And that's, I'm like, I am a firm believer that without you McGregor, that scene is one of the worst scenes in movie history. That man does not carry that scene on his back. No. He holds the entire production no, he's like up like Atlas holding the world up during yeah. that scene. Oh, yeah. yeah I Anakin always comes say... across as weak and broken and, and just frail. And then all of a sudden, he's Darth Vader. Yep. Yeah. And I, that's so interesting because I love Vader and people are like, they're not different characters. No, they're not. But Vader... He, you know, he he eventually becomes, you know, a Dark Lord of the Sith, and you know, he Vader. We went through this. In, we went through this though. So if you look at it this way, 
there is the death of Anakin and a birth of Darth Vader and mm-hmm. a death of Darth Vader and a resurrection of Anakin that takes place across mm-hmm. the first six movies. So you're not wrong when you say they're two different people. Evident in Clone Wars, in one of my favorite... Tim, I'm going to go there again. I'm sorry, I have to. Go uh, on. The okay. duel between Ahsoka and Dar- and Vader. What about it? When she cracks his helmet and his eye changes yeah, back. Yeah, you see Anakin's eye. Snips? And you're like sitting there waiting for him to say snips, say snips, say snips, say snips. <laughs> but then, you know, it changes back. So I do believe they're... Two spirits trapped in one body, if you will. That's the best way I could put it. But there's definitely a death. It's that of struggle. Anakin. It's that. It's that thing that Anakin or that Ahsoka and Luke felt like that. That constant struggle between good and evil. Yep. And that's what makes his character like so interesting. It's almost like Harry Potter and like having like knowing he's a Horcrux. You know, it's like he's actually like a part of Voldemort. It's like this constant struggle of like good and evil have been happening the whole time. Right. Um. And so yeah, I mean, I just especially with the Clone Wars, that kind of fostered a lesser appreciation for Anakin just as who he was as a person because he wasn't really a great person but um Mm. and I also don't like the way Padme's arc ended not her like like obviously she had to die and she had to give birth to twins but I you know did she though did she have to die I guess not but I just you know I just felt like the treatment of her like Part of the reason I like Attack of the Clones so much is her character in that sure. film. Well, she's strong. She's a strong female character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I course. just think, you know, Lucas had this idea that motherhood equals fragility, and that is not the case. And so, yeah, it's another yeah, no, reason. I watched my wife pop a baby out. That's not, you're not fragile at any yeah. point. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. No, no you're I the strongest thing in the yep. world. Yep. Um, yeah. And but honestly, I think that's what is so cool about Clone Wars, the animated show, is that it helps build those characters in a way that they should have been built during the movie. Um, like, like uh, Padme has so many fun adventures. She goes out to the banking colony and she helps like, she's almost like Sherlock Holmes for, for the Republic, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, and then Anakin, if anything, Anakin really like you, I, I enjoy Clone Wars Anakin than I ever so will great. Anakin in, in the live action. I think animated so Anakin, they just, they captured that, they captured his essence so well, and I just wish that would have been his character in the movies. Yeah, definitely. And that's a critique that I kind of always bring up when I'm having discussions with uh, people who really don't like the sequels. You know, Because I think there's a lot of supplementary content in the sequel era that strengthens yeah. the characters, just like the Clone Wars did. And they're like, well, I shouldn't have to see other things. And I'm like, okay, but... Did you watch the Clone Wars? Because I guarantee mm-hmm. you, you appreciate all of those characters far more than you did when you saw just the films. Um, and that can be said for uh, the original trilogy, too, because we have tons of phenomenal stories that take place around that era. Um, I mean, heck, Rogue One, too, uh, it strengthened uh, yeah. some things that were missing in the original. So, uh, yeah, 100%. And I love the Clone Wars. I just, the prequels. Sure. I mean, look yeah. at I mean, Thrawn, Thrawn is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. And Thrawn coming from the original trilogy time frame, he was never in the movies. Like his character doesn't show up until a much longer time down the road when it comes to like the development of the Star Wars universe. And so, yeah. but he is like one of the most like well-known and beloved characters, just like Ahsoka. You know, like these characters, like it really goes to show that it doesn't have to be just like the the main protagonists of these movies to really make Star Wars shine. Absolutely. I also think with with Rise of Skywalker. And I said this to Tim after we saw it and we did the episode on it. 
um, th- that movie for the general public, I'm not saying you can't enjoy it, Sawyer, because I'm a firm believer in like what you like, love what you love. Like, yeah, don't let course. anyone else tell you that. It's just not. It's not one of my favorites. But I think from the for the general public and for other people who complained about it. The possibility of that being a really good movie in 20 years when all the blanks have been filled in because even JJ said it a few weeks ago, like it wasn't my vision all the way through. Now, you know, over the next 20 years between books, comics, uh, TV shows, whatever else they come out with, they're going to add to that lore. Like we're going to find out more about Exegol at some point. I firmly believe that Exegol is the uh, 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 the Starforge, but that's a whole other conversation. What? Um, Wait, you uh, didn't? Oh, whoa. I, I thought she was going to nod her head and agree this. with you. Oh no! They're sick of hearing okay, this. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Kevin, looking at her face right now. For those that are listening to this, we're we're doing a live video chat. You you blew her mind. How much time we got? <laughs> well, I I I, oh, man, I, I didn't know what you were going to say because I in my mind Exegol is the rework of Droman Cass, which could you know the weather is the same and it's a mm-hmm. Sith planet. It would have to be located differently on the star map than. Uh, where it was in Legends, but that could work. But the Star Forge—that's really interesting. That was the—that was the only way that we could explain how all those uh, Star Destroyers show up. So I—I I, I do agree that the Star Forge has to be involved. I do agree with that, but I never thought that Exegol itself would be the Star Forge. Yeah, because like because we never—you never see the Star Forge in Coder. It's just well, actually, yes, you do. You're on the Star Forge at the end of one briefly, and it is very machine-like, but it's super red. But again, they're changing everything, so right. it doesn't mean that and- it has to be exactly what it was in coder we know that coder is is an integral part of what's coming down the pipeline revan has already been teased and all this stuff it could be a remake we don't know what it's going to be but coder is going to play a major (laughs) role in stuff tim and i have a theory too that the the movie universe uh exists and then you have the television which is kind of like a little bit overlapping when acolyte comes out with high republic but perhaps that the old Republic will live in the video game universe for X amount of years before it makes it to to Disney Plus or or to a movie. So, um, yeah. But I I I don't know. Just the way that he was able to prop up all those ships, like a. a, a it's also very. It's already. It's, it's like a machine when he goes down on the insides. Like, you know. So it's like there's there's a lot of little things where it's like yeah they changed a lot to Kevin's point, but there's also a lot of things that look very familiar and behave familiar. Um, so it's just like, I, I, it's the only way to explain how he's able to amass such a massive army and this fleet and all this stuff out in the middle of nowhere in the chaos. And it's just like, I've been creating all of this. And it's like, but how? Like, <laughs> like the, the entire, the entire galaxy knew when the empire was feeding their de- their war machine, they were, they were sucking planets dry. They were, they were, uh, they were killing people off. They were, they were harvesting resources. And so, like, it made a massive disturbance in the Outer Rim and in some of, like, the more, like, core planets. And then he's off doing this and no one recognizes that he's just sucking up all of the material within, like, that area. Seems kind of weird to me. So to have, like, something that's more like more like a Star Forge that can literally use the, the cosmic force to create objects, like, that makes more sense to me. I kind of like the drum and cost theory too, though, because if they have access to the Star Forge elsewhere, drum and cost makes sense for, like you said, the weather and it, it drum and cost is the temp, the, the dark temple on drum and cost is a in legends is a is a font of dark side power, like yeah, huge and deal. We've got all those statues on Exegol that kind of look like a Juntapal. It's not a Juntapal, but like you know, similar vibe to some of the Sith statues and is landmarks. Is it Juntapal on the 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 frescas that didn't make it into the final cut? 
the what the stone ones that they made did you see those let me see if i can find them there was there were these stone carving like frescas carved into the wall and it was artist representation it had all the ancient sith on it like revan was on there malik was on there everybody was on there i uh, was not aware of this actually uh ancient sith carving rise of skywalker let's see if it comes up yeah i found it um i'll link this in the chat in one second but um yeah i i i think i think if we look at 20 years down the road it's very possible that rise of skywalker is all of a sudden like oh now this made sense because they love to tell this story out of order love to tell us um and i love that they do it honestly because even even with bad batch I think the coolest thing about Star Wars, though, is that you can get away with that. I feel like there's a lot of a yeah, lot of a lot expected. of shows, a lot of TV, a lot of movies, any any type of story that's being told now, it has to be told in order, it, or where you just everything gets thrown out of whack. If you were to give me Lord of the Rings out of order, I'd be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> but I could watch Star Wars in any order, and I think I could still understand the plot. And like, yeah. y- you can't do that. Like, you just like like you said, you literally picked up Revan. You started with Revan for Star Wars. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, you you glossed over everything that makes Star Wars Star Wars, and yet here you are making content on TikTok. To I love you, that. how many people found Star Wars because of... The only reason I got deeper into everything was because of KOTOR. That was the reason. that That's what put me over the edge into the comics and the books and things like that. Before that, it was literally just 4, 5, and 6. And then 1, 2, and 3, I think, had just come out, or it was all around the same time. No, one, two, and three, one and two at least came out before Coder came out. But um, no, that was wait, it. I think was it? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. One and two. I think three hadn't released yet. Mm-hmm. Or was releasing. So in essence, um, I, I I think they can with, with Rise of Skywalker over time. That whole trilogy, I think, will get more meat on its bone to make more sense. I do believe having two directors direct three movies that didn't apparently didn't communicate with each other was very painful for the storytelling because it felt like we had the first movie we had a really good we had a really good story we were ready for the second one and then it was someone else's oh my god telling sorry, of my the dog. story with the same people you're fine and then um and then we went to the last one which was the other guy trying to make up for the mistakes of the second guy that changed his vision so he could complete it just that's where it, it kind of falls apart i do love um uh the last jedi sans rose and finn's story if you take that out i absolutely love that movie i thought luke's death was 10 of 10 like um i rave about that i would i think i i think if if it weren't for that arc i think i would be with you i think that would be my favorite one but that just eh. (laughs) i asked so many people i'm like what's what's bad about that movie besides that story and no one has ever been able to answer me they're like oh well luke's like are you trying to tell me that the greatest force user that ever lived, projecting himself halfway across the galaxy to fool his nephew, is not impressive it's and a good hilarious. way to go out. It's a good uncle joke. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and, and you know, people tend to forget that Yoda did the same thing. He failed. He became a hermit. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> but that's a whole other can of worms. But yeah, no, and I, I don't understand this like opposition. I do hear a lot, like, you know, it's stupid that they're filling in the gaps. Why? There's a crazy High Republic connection that uh, Into the Dark uh, is, that space station is nowhere. Snoke's. Where Snoke was for years. That's so awesome. And that's, (laughs) yeah, it is. It's so cool. It is like the epicenter of dark energy. Like, of course he'd be there. Why wouldn't he be? It's so good. 
Which makes you also think, what happened to the Dren gear? Yeah, that Where that part that part I'm really curious about is like, are they are they dead or are they dormant? Was he siphoning them <laughs> off, like you know, like just sucking all the dark energy out of the Dren gear while they were still laying dormant because the Sith statues were keeping them there? Um, like, there's a lot of things that could be, that could be going on, and I'm excited for that story. I just like I honestly they need they need to do for Snoke what they did for like a bunch of other Star Wars characters like like Boba Fett or Darth Maul or whatever like give them a better backstory so that when you get to his death scene you don't feel so left you don't you don't it's it's not anticlimactic you know it's just like there was so I was I was so ready to learn so much about him and it gets cut in half I'm like okay this Matt this guy was supposed to be all of everything that connected us to what's going on and then he's just he's supposed to be this powerful Sith dark force user and then just it's cut in half like I, I feel like there is so much more left to his story and and he, i feel like he's going to be an interesting character because he's a clone of palpatine but he's all deformed like i want to know why tell me why one day you'll know <laughs> well i think the deformity is probably the fact that he's not like a direct clone and he actually has like a bunch of random dna in him that doesn't yeah, mesh, which, but... which then could that that could connect you to mando that could connect you to bad badge and and that's the cool thing about Star Wars is that I feel I feel like Charlie and I'm just like taking like like thumbtacks and pulling red yarn everywhere, <laughs> connecting the dots. Pepe Sil- Darth Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> who is uh who is your favorite character in all of Star Wars, Sawyer? Oh my god, I I typically have two answers, right? Because I like am I'm the old Republic girl, and I also you know, like everything else. So Ben Solo is my favorite uh, canon character. Mm-hmm. And I typically say that Kreia is my favorite Legends character. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Also yeah, she, uh... love Valkorion, but I think he... I, I, there's just something about Kreia. Kreia, um, when I played that for the first time, I remember just sitting there like, I know you're up to something, but I can't figure out what it is yet for days and months or weeks I should say and I just remember that being so enthralling when I was playing I remember the first one I was like I'm gonna be a badass little you know dark side and then I was in the Sith <laughs> temple and then I forget which part it was where they challenge you and there's a huge decision you have to make I'm like I can't do it I'm not that bad and I made light side and then I went light side there but these are like moments that I remember that are really special to me but Kraya is a great choice she is uh she she's another one that like dances that line between you know for her it was more like justice versus the dark side almost like this weird if you made a venn diagram but um uh she's she's one of my favorite i like uh ben solo um kylo ren i thought the introduction of a immature kid who had no idea how to harness his power, his status, any of that was an interesting new take on bringing someone into the Star Wars universe. Even to the point where I don't even think I'd call him a villain because he no. just couldn't figure himself out. He, com- he comes out more across like an anti-hero. Yeah. You know, yeah. where yeah. he's just like, he's just uh, chaotic neutral or he's just like, I'm, I, I, I know... I know this path isn't right for me, but this one didn't work out and I'm kind of just lost in limbo. Like you really, you end up feeling bad for him, but like, I don't know. I feel like Ben's, Ben's story is like a roller coaster because it's, it, 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 I'm, I'm still very confused 
with like how Luke found him to be like really dangerous. Like I can see why Luke had his doubts, but still, I mean, Luke was very, very strong at that point. Like, don't you see? He, I would, in my mind, I thought he would see the the controversy that would that would happen, and then it would cause him to go dark side. Like I would, I would think that would have been foreshadowed to him. Um, there's just a couple things like just in his story, where I'm just like, oh man, they could, they could have just done a little bit better here. Um, I really, I really liked how he was like the leader of the Knights of Ren. You know, like I wh- loved, what happened? What happened to that? I loved his origins in the comic. Yeah, and that, and that's so one of those things. Like good. I haven't, I haven't read through the comics yet on him, um, which I definitely need to. I think um, that I think the Rise of Kylo Ren, like I think that adds a lot to yeah. Like, you know, I, I think Ben is already a really nuanced character and something that Adam Driver is so good at is adding nuance to his roles. Um, but yeah, I think that those comics are essential to kind of giving him that extra boost. Um, yeah. Yeah. And definitely a large part of why I like him. I think that the way I like to describe Ben is that he is a great representation of what trauma can do to a person sure um and that's yeah. why he's kind of all over the place and i have a personal tie to that obviously you know not gonna get into it but yeah no i think that that is a that's a very hard thing to portray uh if you don't like i don't frankly i don't think i could portray it um and i think that adam driver did such a great job with that because it's you know, yeah, it can lead you to do some really so, bad things because you so where don't do you know. Think the big, where do you think the big dra- the, the trauma was in his life that took him to where he ended up? I think it's largely to do it's 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 kind of a healthy blend of Snoke and then his family trauma because um, you know when Ben was very little, his mother was exposed as Vader's. Uh, child and that is how he learned about Darth Vader there was nothing else like he didn't know Anakin which is why it wouldn't have made sense for Anakin to be like a force ghost to him um uh you know it's you know when his father left because he couldn't stay he couldn't do it and you know he was the child of heroes of the republic and uh but then we know that Snoke was in his mind like in utero like, from yeah. the very inception of Ben, Snoke was there tormenting him and kind of torturing him. So I think it's kind of a mix yeah. of those things and uh, not when you don't have your family to fall back on and you don't necessarily have a sense of trust with sure. the people you're closest to, that <clears throat> what else do you do but follow someone who's been there technically for you since the beginning, uh, yeah. who's promising you some kind of salvation? Yeah, I um, I I always thought that the one thing I did want to see more of in the movie was probably the temple scene with Luke. Um, I feel like they left too much out of that to the to the general populace who's not going to go digging to see what happened there. Um, that would have impacted the story a little bit more. Um, the Force Dyad thing was interesting too because, you know, we're introduced to this new concept. We don't fully understand it and they kind of assumed too much in my opinion on how a force dyad works yeah which was fun for us afterwards because tim and i were speculating and having yeah, a blast that was fun. i hated it with mando <laughs> when they're like oh mando and grogu are a force dyad <laughs> you can shut up 
<laughs> well, that's because they, they take everything stop. and reuse it, and, and it makes you angry. And I love it. Ugh. Um, so yeah, I mean, I again, Ben, I think is a great character. Yeah. I just think he needed to be fleshed out better, and I do attribute that again to the two directors, three movies. It, it, he didn't get the time to really like, I, and I feel like they just they ended up restarting his story in the second. Like you can tell in episode eight, I feel like we got a completely different soul or Ben than we did in the first one. You know, and then in the third one, it again felt more like the first one than it really did the second one. Like the second Ben Solo in episode eight just feels so different, and that's just because like the director changed, like the entire direction of the sh- of the movie and how they were going to tell the story changed. So I mean, he did. I, or, I to your point, I uh, sorry, I, I really do think he he did a, a great job with what he was given. Uh, he was he was very fun to watch. One hundred percent. But yeah, I think. I don't know if this is a hot take. It might be to some people, but I personally think if Ryan Johnson had control of the trilogy, it would have been outstanding, but hmm. might be bias. But uh, I think he made some choices that I'm not a huge fan of. But like, first of all, cinematography, you cannot deny yes. that it was yes. gorgeous. Very um, much so. And yeah, I don't know. I really liked what he did with uh, those characters. You know, a lot of the people, a lot of the things people tend to hate i really enjoyed about that film so um, did you like the casino scene i like canto bite as a place i think sure. cantonica is a really interesting planet and i would like them to visit it again um i agree so i think world building wise and that's like something i think ryan johnson is great at um is world building uh but uh, no i <laughs> i don't see how you know i that no just not my favorite fair I hate that. I hate that entire part. Like, I wish they could just like cut it out, and then just like it just it really didn't fit. It didn't really showcase anything other than the galaxy is corrupted, and people and people, no matter which side they're playing on, are just trying to profit. Like that's that's really like it it felt like they were just trying to like get just like a message across, if anything. But it just like it just felt it just felt awkward. Like that that was like probably my biggest my biggest grief with with the movie was was probably that scene just because it just felt so awkward yeah it didn't really fit with the rest of the movie like the theme of the movie for yeah. one and yeah i agree with you i think you could take that whole scene out and still have a great movie i agree plus the whole thing where it led to with phasma it was just yeah. What? Or Phasma? Right. That's no. another character that kind of just. Oh got, like, God! I remember thinking how cool Phasma was going to be. Dude, and she, just, just she, like, gets, she gets thrown down a garbage chute and then thrown into a burning pit. Like it's that's it. That's all we got with Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Come on, she's one of the best characters in Game of Thrones, and you do a, do her dirty in Star Wars like that. Uh, um, but uh, I see you have a ton of video games behind you, which is awesome because that's where Tim and I come from. So I see a Dreamcast controller in '64. I'm just naming it because it's an audio podcast. PlayStation One. A Famicom? Is it a Famicom up there with an NES? There's a Dreamcast controller back there, too. Yep. And then the legs of Sonic the Hedgehog. I see some Genesis games. Oh, yeah. Some uh, GameCube games. Got all kinds of stuff. You're a gamer. So I would love to know what is your favorite Star Wars game? Oh, God. It's got to be KOTOR. Like, that might be so basic, but. (laughs) No, no. no, Okay. All right. Hold on. What did you think of Jedi Fallen Order? I I I really liked it. I mean, I think that what what Fallen Order did, I think it did something so unique for canon because it was the first canon video game and it told a story 
as beautifully as any of the movies can. Um, and that's something we haven't seen before. I mean, yeah, KOTOR has a phenomenal story, but this was Disney's first attempt at, you know, adding a video game story into canon, and I think they did a phenomenal job. Um, it's another one of those stories that fits, you know, helps to complete the narrative of what happened after Order 66, but it also stands apart from everything else in a really great way. Um, and frankly, I don't need to see Cal Kestis in live action anywhere because I think he's great where he is. You just I, made Tim's day. Yes! I, 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 you know, same way I feel about Revan. I never, ever, ever, ever want to see a live action Revan. That's a whole other thing. But You know it's going to happen though, right? I hope not. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna just mentally and physically and emotionally prepare yourself. I, I don't Revan think so. I don't think that so. Is I call that their cash cow. That is when they're like, "All right, that's the we rainy need to make day a few fund." Billion. <laughs> um, but Get yeah. the revenue masks on the shelves at Batu. Let's do this. Come on, I get mean, the movie trailer out. <laughs> why do we need to see Cal Kestis in live action? We practically do. It was motion capture, like. It, it, so the joke, the joke with us is that almost every time Tim and I would theory craft on what was going to happen next in Mandalorian or something, our chat would always be like, it's Cal "Do you think it's going to be Cal Castus? Like especially when when Grogu reached out, you know, on Tython. Do you think Cal Castus is going to be the one that hears the call? And Tim and I are like, "How do you know he's alive? Yeah. Why would they show him in live action when there's two more video games to be made about him?" Think of this from a marketing perspective. Why are you going to show off that he's still alive? Because then that leaves no danger for you playing two video games. The threat of death has to be there to finish this boy's story. So, but that's the joke is we constantly deal with people who are like, do you, do you, do you think Cal Castus is going to show up? <laughs> if he does, and even fine. Then, but He'd be mm. like, how old was he, Tim? If he showed up in Mandalorian? If he showed up in Mandalorian, he'd 50? be like in his 40s. Mm -hmm. 40s or 50s? Yeah, he'd be so like in his 40s. It can't be, what's his, uh, uh, I forget the guy that played him. It can't be Cameron him. No. Cameron Monaghan. Yeah. It can't be him because he, unless they're going to dress him up like an older, I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. But they still have two more games. It's a trilogy. They've said that. So, so much to cover still. Like, I I need so I need to know about the Zephos so ba so badly. I need as much information. Because like that, it seems like I like the more the more for me personally, I want to see a more pure force. I want to see I want to see like what was what was like the biological connection between like the the humanoids throughout the galaxy and like finding finding this this source of power and connecting with it. And like, what does that look like? And the Zephos are becoming like the forerunners of Halo, you know, like they are the things that started to like is they, they're coming across as like. The, the first, the things that created everything else in the world. So, like, I, I'm excited to learn more about that. And it's cool that they're telling that through a video game. Yeah, totally agree. I'd like to see more you, of Marin as well. Yeah. Yes. Do you think there's a world, I'm asking you this as an old Republic enthusiast, where the Zepho and the Ricotta exist simultaneously? Simultaneously? I don't know. Maybe... I mean, the Ricotta were responsible for, like, the evolution of some species. I could mm -hmm. see there being a connection that way. Uh, I don't know. But, like, there's a lot of similarities, so possibly. Okay. I was just curious. Let's talk about Bad Batch, then we'll talk about some other stuff. But we gotta get, we gotta talk about Bad Batch, is what we do every week. This week, okay, good episode, enjoyed it, it was fun, but it definitely was light, light on the bone for meaningful conversation mm -hmm. and it definitely 
no, without even the two characters coming back from the the last season of Clone Wars, it felt like the first eight episodes of well, Clone it, Wars it was felt, like, that was fun, but... It felt just like their episode that they had with Ahsoka, where it was like another one of those, like, did we really need this? But it was kind of fun, and we had a familiar face. Like, that. it, it literally felt like their story arc all over again, compressed into one episode. My takeaways, I love that Sid is back. She's my new favorite character in all of Star She's Wars. She's great. Mainly because I love Rhea Perlman, but that's a whole other story. Second, um, we went to Corellia again. I always love going to Corellia. It's a fun planet. It's shady as hell, and they don't they don't make it. They need to do more content about shady stuff going on there. Um, three, the dude that tweeted at us about Wrecker's headaches was 100% on point. Okay, so I think, so we were, we were at Rosen in Orlando when people were tweeting us about that. They were tweeting us about that after they watched this episode. Oh, the thieving. <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, I, I, oh, I, I, right. I, I pieced that all together, and I was like, they didn't know that. Because, like, you had to be really be paying attention for him to kind of, like, he grabbed his head a couple times, but, like, it happened in passing the last episode. And I we both noticed it, and I made a note of it, and I was just like, nah, it's really not worth bringing up yet. You guys, and, that wasn't obvious to you? No, 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 no. I, I saw it. I, like, we, I saw like, the headaches. Kev, I didn't Kevin and I both, Kevin and I both were both, we both talked about it. But we didn't bring it up in the episode because he was just like he was holding his head. And I was just like, it could be his chip. Um, and then when he got his head hit and, and he did the whole a good soldier always, always obeys commands or whatever that that line is. And it was like, that's the chip. But it def- I'm, I'm curious as to was was it the, the, the blunt force that knocked him out of it or did it knock him into it? And then it was his 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 own self that got him back out because there was there was a lot of there was a lot of struggle between his psyche in that in that part and i thought that was really interesting well i i think i i think it it, i think it's uh, he got out of it right but i don't think it's hard to say because he's been hitting his head since episode three yeah Um, he's a tank like uh he hits his head the first time and he's like god something's wrong with my head and uh you know fennec shan throws him on the ground and like this is i think it's there it was that's for a reason i guess he needed a lot of blunt force trauma to to have it finally activated i kind of would have preferred they not drag it out so long that's just my particular opinion but no i mean i i do think he snapped himself out of it i don't think that's gonna last you think it's gonna be like it's just like at the end of the day this is inevitable like yeah, at some point, think, the programming just takes over because it's just biologically just embedded in their brains. Yeah, I think it's either he got himself out of it for now mm-hmm. or he thinks he got himself out of it. And then they run into a Jedi or, you know, maybe Crosshair's batch comes for them or something. And we see that he did not snap himself out of it and it's too late. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be something like something happen has to happen to the bad batch, right? Like they don't they don't end up in rebels, right? They're the, not they're not with Co- they're not with uh, uh Rex in uh, when he's, you know, all old and 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 trying to keep everything together. So something happens to this group of 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 of, of clones that have been genetically altered. Um I, I I unfortunately feel like these guys are going to end up unable to fight against the programming and they are going to become the 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 first batch of of death troopers i'm still holding on to that that the bad batch or um uh the the next version 2.0 becomes the first ever death trooper uh brigade 
And so like it just it makes sense. They're setting it up for that. It was under it was under Tarkin. Uh, Crosshair is dressed up in like in, in death uh, death trooper out uh, uh, regalia. Uh, I just that's that is where I see this going. They either they all die or they end up being converted and they 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 are death troopers. I think they're gonna, all gonna flip and Omega's gonna have to be the one to to figure out how to reverse their programming. Uh, the galaxy's big, so I don't think we need to know where they are during all the other events. Um, because at some point they're gonna end up, they're just a mercenary group at some point. Do you think they're um, just gonna live happily ever after in the Outer Rim or go off into I think the they're chaos? gonna go out, I think they're gonna go fight the Empire elsewhere, and it's just, they won't be, they're not included in anything we already know. Right. So they're just gonna, it's just one just of those untold stories. Galaxy's huge. Like, they can be anywhere at any time. So I do think now at this point they're all gonna turn at some point. Yeah. And it's going to take Omega figuring out how to reverse the programming to uh, to get them back. I, I really hope that they hit us with an Omega hook at some point soon, because this whole idea of not understanding who this child is, uh, other than that they they're a, a clone, they're a genetically altered clone. I I still fervently believe that she is part Jedi. I think that she she has uh, she's part Jango Fett DNA and part Jedi DNA of some sort like she, they still haven't really talked about her abilities uh all that we know is that she can foresight or so we assume she has foresight um because she tells crosshair not to do it when when she touches him so i that it's just like we're how many episodes are we in now four six six, six? holy crap so we're six episodes deep and we still really don't know anything about omega other than she's just a science project what do you think she is sawyer I don't think she's Force-sensitive because, according to everything that Palpatine did, you can't clone Force-sensitives. He tried, but that's why Rey's dad was killed, because he wasn't Force-sensitive, and he was a direct copy of Palpatine. Uh, if if she has Jedi DNA, that'd be a different story, because she'd technically be a different life form than the clones. Uh, I, so I guess it's a possibility. I don't have any theories regarding like what her ability is so much as I think... That I, I agree. I think she's gonna have to be the one. You know, she spent her life as uh, Lama Lama Sue's assistant, or mm. Nalase's assistant. Yeah. Um, so she knows a lot about the chips, and um, she's either gonna help. You know, if Tech finally gets his stuff that he's working on figured out, she's either gonna help him with that, or she's gonna be left no choice but to try to help them when all their chips go rogue. Okay. Um, okay. So hold on. I, I want to. So so. Go. I have to ask. Then where? Why do you think the M counts are so important? Um, especially in in Mando. So I, I have to ask this. So you, so you're so so. I'm still I'm st I'm still a part of me wants to believe that they're gonna bring in um like because Kevin has had to educate me and he's definitely more into uh, EU and, and Legends than I am. Um, but at some point there was there was force uh, uh, users that were cloned, right, Kevin? They were cloning Jedi's, right? Yeah. And so I feel like to me, the more that we lean into this, and, the, and as much as I hate to say it, like the M count and the and the the Kaminoan uh, cloner from in in uh, Mandalorian, and now that we're dealing with the the, the Kaminoans are looking for the next new thing to make the Empire want to work with them, and so that's why I feel like there's got to be some there's got to be some connection with the M counts. And the cloning, and I feel like Omega could potentially be that connection there to explain 
Mando, and then this. And I just a part of me really feels like there's going to be something to do with cloning force users or allowing or allowing them to like uh, create more more metachlorines in their body so they become more more force sensitive. Because like that's the whole thing. The more metachlorines you have in your body, apparently, the more powerful you are because you're able to to commune with the force more because you have these these symbiotic uh, organisms that are allowing you to connect, which I absolutely hate. I hate metachlorines with a passion, but um, th- this seems to be where we're going with Star Wars, and it's not going to go away. Um, so that's my that's my theory with with how we're going. This is where I think we'll end up. <laughs> Just those. Oh my god, the metachlorines. Um, like, Another person that hates it. I love it, man. I t- and why you both had something in common on why you don't like metachlorines? Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm 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 a biologist. I do. You know, I'm pre-med, so uh, I, I, I've done a lot of thinking about it, and I just, <laughs> it, it's its just like, it's one of those things, like, as a scientist, like, I have no choice but to accept this fact that, yes, metachlorians are these organisms in people, yeah. but they're activated by a spiritual, non-tangible force, mm-hmm. and that is the disconnect, and it drives me nuts, but I just, it, it, I don't know. Like, I, I guess, I guess my thought, I think it's, I think there is a possibility that Omega is connected to Palpatine trying to figure out how he can be immortal and that whole thing. I think they can tie her into that storyline and Mando, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think whatever Omega is, if that is why she exists, I feel like it's not going to work out. Like yeah. something that whatever Palpatine wanted, if Omega was his, you know, if he ordered her, um, I think something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or it's just, yeah. Okay, so now, <laughs> knowing that you hate M counts, how how do you feel about in Star Wars that you that a character is designated a certain count and that makes them more powerful than others? How how would you like? Have you have you looked at an M count chart? I, I just like I I love that you hate this, so I'm just curious. Have you, at, have you looked at an M count chart of like Star Wars characters? I have not. Do those exist? Do you exist? know that like Leia is stronger than than Qui Gon Jinn? She is I, more pow- I, I She is more powerful. She, I, I I knew that, but I didn't know that that was like I didn't have the specifics. The only, so the only reason why I I ask you that is like, does it bother you that? regardless of how hard you train regardless of of how much time and and uh, for your life you dedicate to to becoming a jedi to becoming one with the force and learning all these things that you will always be at a disadvantage because you're m count oh i mean i don't think you necessarily are at a disadvantage right because palpatine did not have as high of a midichlorian count as anakin and he you know won you know he got did, his did way he, did, but did he um or um Okay, Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mustafar. Obi-Wan technically won, right? You know, and he has less, uh, less metachlorians. Uh, so I think, you know, I, I always hate the conversation of, like, who is more powerful? Like, full potential Anakin or full potential, like, you know, because <laughs> it, it's, it's really a matter of circumstance, right? Yeah. Like, technically, if the odds were fair and, you know, they were, like, I don't know, on a Super Smash Bros 
like, level. Yeah, okay, Anakin would probably win because he has the strongest midichlorians, but, like, or the most midichlorians, but I just don't. I love that. Yes. I just think they're we're on, stupid. We're on the same page. I it think they're stupid. stupid. It doesn't it's, make any it's sense. Stupid. It makes no sense. And it's like it comes down to skill and and like and and Anakin was tilted. Anakin Anakin let his his ego like that's why he lost. Like he yeah. he knew he knew Obi Wan said, "Hey, I got the high ground. You shouldn't do that." He knew not to do it, but he's like, "Nah, I'm I'm a badass." Right. Um, you know, and like so. Yeah, I mean, I just man, my biggest issue with them is like. Okay, they're organisms that live inside cells. What happens if you lose a limb? Do they grow back? They must, <laughs> because uh, because Vader was still as powerful. How did they grow back? They're organisms, not cells. Cells regenerate. Like what? <laughs> also, how did they get? How did they get in there? Right, because you can't even. Is it, like, if... is it like normal flora where it's like introduced as you're born? You know, like <laughs> it's got, it has to be like, I don't, because you can't, there's no gene. You don't inherit midichlorians from your parents. So I just like, sorry to get all like, no, no, I, I, I just, love that ugh. because it's such a frustrating system and like the mechanics that they've built into the world around the M count is frustrating. And like, I, I really hope that we are going to let it live in the, in the, in the prequels and just let it die. And I was like, it's okay. It can live there. Just let it go. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to bring it back with vengeance. Yeah. Like the only thing that I have rationalized in my mind in regards to that is like every cell has midichlorians and the force decides how many of those midichlorians are activated. Like that's the best I can give you because that way, if every cell has midichlorians, they can regenerate, but it's only a matter of like, okay, the force is like, you are 75% force sensitive or that something. Makes, that makes the force a very cruel mistress. Yes. It is just like, no, nah, I don't feel like it. You don't, you don't get to be a Jedi. Not today. Like, it's just uh, like, that's hard. Like that, that makes the force like really cruel, you know, like it's like, it actually makes it. Um, instead of just, it actually gives it a, uh, a consciousness, yeah. allowing and making decisions like that instead of just being like this, this force that just is, 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 is there at all times. Mm -hmm. It's, that's interesting. That's a, that's a very interesting take is like, it actually, it, the force does decide. If you, if you even rewind and, and again, going back to the story and world building, uh, and you talk about Palpatine being immortal, if you really want to link it back to high Republic, you could, and we've we've gone down this path so many times, Tim. Uh, who would who would Palpatine be learning immortality from if we're going by legends? I mean, Plagueis, because Plagueis had it almost figured out before that. Before that, legends. Oh, Vitiate. Yes, isn't this an ideal time to introduce the Eternal One? <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with him, so I try and include him in every conversation. Me too. I love him, and thank you for saying that because I feel like every time I go on someone's show, I have to bring up the old Republic, and I feel so guilty about it. But I'm like, no, ah. open game here. Um, no, I love Valcorion, but I he is too lore breaking to be introduced into canon. They would have to water him down a lot because he gives his power. To the Outlander. You can't, that's not how the Force works. You can't do that. So, like, maybe 
<laughs> um, but you would have to really like play with that a little bit. You you know, I Kotor one. If they are remaking it, there are only a few tweaks they really need to make to the story. Most of it can just be copy pasted. Uh, Kotor two and beyond gets a little tricky with that stuff. So like, Invitiate, man, I love him, but why? Why wouldn't he still be around, you know? Like, I don't know. It's just, he... <laughs> yeah. I think that's the mystery. Um, you know, we, I think it was, was it GCX, Tim, where we had the really weird conversation that maybe Palpatine was somehow actually became vitiated at some point in his <laughs> life? Like, was there something changed there? I don't know. We we played with it uh, at at years ago. Mm -hmm. I remember having the conversation, but um, yeah, it's he he's a fun character. I do understand what you're saying though. There's a lot if you if you gave a story in one to one, it would break so many things, yeah. so many constructs that they've put up. Um, they would definitely have to water him down, or they would have to attune him to the current lore as to how he could do X, Y, and Z and tell new stories about it. But the way it exists now, or you know. I'm still blown away because one of the reasons I love him is that he managed to remain the Sith Emperor, even though he wasn't there and have an entire family and rule yeah. and a whole other civilization on the other side of the galaxy or past the past the red line, Tim, out out way, way beyond the chaos, the chaos, all the way out there. Uh, had a whole other civilization. Man, that... he just makes Palpatine look like such a chump. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, man, I mean, like, I always say, like, the difference, because some people will argue that Legends Palpatine was as strong as Vitiate, which I don't agree with. I think I don't it's either. definitely Vitiate. But, uh, yeah, I think I think one of the major differences between the two is Vitiate, because he lived as long as he did, he was always ten steps ahead of whatever was going to come at him. And Palpatine had that pretty like standard sith ego where he you know eventually he messed up right um and man vitiate vitiate was the first thing that ever it never dawned on me that i could be scared of star wars mm -hmm. and then i read revan and i was like i you know like listening to nyrus descri describe what happened on nathema was like that's what's wild. Terrifying. And I'm this, like, grown adult going, uh, <laughs> what? Um, Palpatine? No way. Nothing he could do could scare me, I don't think. For reference, Tim, Nathema was one of the planets that Vitiate fed every ounce of the Force. Like, he fed on it and sucked oh, the, every ounce yes, of the Force. Yes, he just sucked the planet You go to dry. it in, in Swotor, you go to Nathema. And you walk the ruins, and then you meet him and, and his father and the Sith holocron. It's really it cool. irritates um, me that you can still use your force powers because you're not supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, for the game. It does make sense. But, like, you should just be able to use your lightsaber in that section. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, my God. So many people were trying to tell me that Darth Nihilus was more powerful than Vitiate the other day, and I was like. No. 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 Don't even speak that name. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> I do I like Nihilus but I do think he's overrated at the same time I would have liked more Darth Scion on that game personally yes personally. thank you nobody ever agrees with me and I'm like dude this guy's so Darth cool Sion. 
Tim, he's the one who who the gray one with the who holds his body together with basically the hatred yes. that he holds the uh-huh. dark side. That guy. Um, that's how he keeps himself intact, which is just nuts. Um, well, we're almost out of time. Sorry, I want to talk to you real quick. Like, what's the future for you? What are what are you working on? I know when we talked the other day, you were saying like, I just got my my branding done. It's, you're on this exciting part of the journey that like Tim and I remember from years and years and years ago. And I love hearing people begin this. So I'd love to know what are your plans? Are you, are you, I, you mentioned YouTube to me a few days ago. I'd love, just give us, give us the elevator pitch. Like why should people go check you out and what's coming uh, content wise? Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I, I feel like, as much as I love TikTok and TikTok has given me my platform, I think the more connections that I make with like you guys and, you know, um, you know, hopefully whatever next week brings. But um, uh, I think kind of the generally accepted thing is like, OK, it's time for you to do YouTube. Um, that being said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to edit videos or anything, but the plan is to uh, do first a full Sith timeline because I've been told that that doesn't really exist in a video format so full sith timeline is going to be my first video hopefully it's up before next thursday um and my plan for youtube is what i really want to do is like an old republic for dummies thing because there are tons of videos about the theory the sith theories and kreia and this and that but i've never seen a video on fatal alliance you know, like, and I think that there's a lot of people who don't have access to, you know, when, when I'm not studying, I'm reading a Star Wars book or a comic or playing a Star Wars video game. And a lot of people don't have access to that stuff or don't have the time to do that. And so my plan for YouTube is to do, you know, go through every single story and just, you know, in 10 minutes, tell you what happens in all of the books and, um, you know, the different arcs in Swator and stuff like that. So that is like the overarching goal for like upcoming stuff otherwise i'm gonna stick to um you know quick little rundowns of characters and uh whatnot in uh, on tiktok something i haven't done in a while that i need to get back to was like really weird biology of species i have done that um a few times i know way too much about the biology of huts uh it's really disturbing <laughs> oh it's so That's good so cool. um like yeah i've been tagged way too many times i don't know if you or guys are familiar with darth Chaco, but he is mm-hmm. like one of my uh best friends and he will always tag people ask him questions about the huts and he's like Sawyer. I'm like, gosh, why well, I don't want to be that girl, but I know a lot about that. Um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep doing my, my, my TikTok stuff and that's, you know, where you can find most of my stuff right now. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. I'd like to start a podcast too. I did have a podcast for a short time, uh, with a friend of mine, but it just got too much and we never agreed on the topic or anything. I would like to start a lore podcast. So Love it. it's like a hypothetical thing that I'd like to do in the future, but yeah. We, lo- we love people that, that talk lore. Um, I'm a huge Lord They're, of the Rings person, it's too. It's fun so, conversations, I mean, Kevin. Like, you don't have to deal about dra- You don't have to deal with drama. You don't have to deal with, like, any of that crap. It's just like, how do you feel about this? Well, that's that's a – in the audience, always like, tries to trigger us and, you know, like, oh, you should talk about Gina Carano. And so we're like, no, let's talk about something fun instead and happy and be, you know, which is – be Honestly, fans Tim, of Star let's Wars? just tell yeah. them that's let's just tell them that's why we stopped doing it live. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was really because of Tim and I's schedule. No, you guys are we exhausting. He's right. <laughs> we don't want to put up with you. <laughs> um, 
but yeah I, I, there's so much coming down the pipeline we actually when we when we sat down at rare drop and you know tim and i were mapping out star wars and scotch as, as we went along uh after they announced you know the the upcoming shows last year um we went back to our team and we were like this show needs to be a priority because making star wars content is, is going to be so important for the next half decade yeah um and people are interested in it they want to know more uh, there's two types of Star Wars fans that will consume your content, and you know this already. I'm preaching to the choir. One, the ones who just want to be there and enjoy it, and two, the ones who want to tell you that every single thing you say is a bad take, you're wrong, yeah. and you should not be a part of the Star Wars community anymore. Those are the two folks you get. There's no middle. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> but, yep. <laughs> yeah, I know you know. I'm, I'm not. I'm, oh, I yeah. Tell you. But, you know, when um, you telling me yesterday, like, oh, yeah, I can't really tell what your fans like because they're sometimes mean. And I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, my God, is that a bad talk, so. I was like, oh, my, is that a bad reflection on me? Like, am I doing something wrong? Are people like not going to want me on their shows and stuff? But uh, you can't you can't control that. Those people, unfortunately, I would love no, to have no. more fans who just want to talk about what they like about Star Wars. Over time, you, you you grow that fan base, and before you know it, you have a cult like Tim has. Okay, his, all right. Well, for those that would like to, f- I don't have a cult. Okay, it's a community, and they all watch me, Leadership and they tell Tim. me how great I am, and give me money. That's not a cult. It's just a very generous community. <laughs> what do you okay. think? Is it a cult, Sawyer? I, I, it depends. I think in order to reach cult status, you need a, like a, a message that you need everybody to yep, follow. That's a cult. So, yeah. It's hey, a cult. Hey, Sawyer, I mean, where can everybody find you over on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, by the way, the cult is like hate Darth Nihilus and you're in. Um, uh, no, you can find me at Sawyerism on TikTok. That's S A W Y E U R I S M. You can find me uh, with that same tag on Twitter and Instagram for now, and soon a YouTube channel. But I don't know when you post these episodes, so I don't know if that's going to be a thing yet. It'll go. It should go up tomorrow. So. Okay, gotcha. Um, so not but yet, but hopefully can, by next week. You can search Sawyerism. I spelled it wrong on the Google invite now, and now I'm really upset with myself. I was going to mention that, but I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> But yeah, I no. I figured um, it out now. S a w y e u r i s m. Yeah, yep. it's on TikTok, Twit. Not Twitter. You're different on Twitter. What is Twitter? No, Twitter. Sawyerism. Twitter? Everything is Sawyerism. Okay. Um, and go. I'm That's so it. thankful to the person that gave me that handle because we're no longer in contact. And I, I, I wonder if he knows that <laughs> I took his idea and I made it a brand. <laughs> Someone's um, gonna tweet at all of so us good. and be like, "I'm that person." Yep. Just watch. <laughs> It'll um, happen. But yeah, that's me. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, if you want to hear more discussion with, with Sawyer, uh, come to our panel at GCX. Uh, I forget which day it is now, Tim. Is Third. it day one? I think you said day one. Isn't it Thursday at like 2? 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you. Yes. Clicked in my head. Nailed it. Yeah, and when, no I'm, back, when I'm back in town, you know, if you guys want to hit up Disney Springs or something. Oh, we just did that. I know. <laughs> yeah, but we could like we. But finally, you know, at some point, Kevin, I want to go to Black Spire Outpost and I want to RP. So I want to LARP. Yet. I want to LARP. Okay, all right, Sawyer, would you LARP with me at the bar in, in, in at Black Spire Outpost? I would love to. Yes. I have not been in Oga's Cantina. It's the only thing I haven't done. I, I want to LARP in there been, so badly. 
but I've never been in there legal. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, yes, I would, I, I would, Perfect. I would absolutely do that with you. One, fun quick story about Black Spire Outpost. When I was leaving after I had finally made my lightsaber, cause I'm a nice dad and I went after, uh, my son was with me. He, he'll be seven in July. And he was walking out, and I, I gave it to him to hold while we were walking out. And the instructor turned to him and said, And one day, young Padawan, you too will get to make your lightsaber. And he looks at the guy and goes, I already have one. And turned and kept walking out the door. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, he got one last year. It's my first one. I will say, so, though, one time I went and I, uh, you know, I, I, I live in Florida, so I, you know, you guys, but, um, uh, I, I went sometime last year and I was eating at the docking bay and the, like the busser came up and he was like, Oh, are you making your influencer? You're making a TikTok?" And I'm like, yeah. Did you know that I'm eating a reptile? That's so weird. Like this is a kadu. This is a reptile. And he was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't stay in character. Wow. I, well, you I think you know. Formal I, I think it was because at the time things were so restricted for COVID, and like yeah, they yeah, were yeah. moving the employees they That's still had fair. around. I don't think he was like a normal. See, I want to. I want to go into the bar and I want to ask them about Darth Vader and Thrawn, and if they remember the stories of the Battle of Black Spire oh, Outpost. I want to see what they talk. I want to see what they do. You get the right employee, you're gonna get taken to school. I, I'm so ready for that. I just want to be like, oh. oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Are you going to scream like you did in the skit where I cut your hand off? <laughs> uh, again, Sawyerism, thank you so much. S-A-W-Y-E-U-R-I-S-M. Now, Kevin, you did it. Got it. I'm good. Go follow in all the places. Uh, and come see her next week at GCX with me and Tim and Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained. But in the meantime, you can check out Tim Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, fb.gg slash darkness429. Darkness429 everywhere else on the interwebs, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, twi- the ever that's it, right? Yeah, I, did I miss it, anywhere? It's fine. TikTok and everything. That's good. Else, it's fine. And everything I do is at raredrop.co, <laughs> so just go there, and that's where you find all the stuff I'm involved in. Uh, but thank you so much, as always. We love you. We'll be back. Uh, we will be back at GCX next week. There is no regular episode, so if you want to catch us live Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash raredrop. Uh, fb.gg slash rare drop co and google it on youtube and it'll pop up uh google it on youtube how old am i oh my god tim i just said google it on youtube i gotta go we gotta go may the force be with you with you thank you punch it kevin